Faith, Hope and Love, The Nativity of John the Baptist, Episode 101. There are some feast days that are so important that even when they land on a Sunday, they override the usual Sunday program. And that happens this weekend with the Feast of the Nativity of John the Baptist. And rightly so. John was the one who came before Christ proclaiming his imminent coming and preparing a way before him. He was also a fearless voice crying out in the wilderness, not afraid to challenge and to speak up against the odds. This is Faith, Hope and Love. But then we will see as people face to face No longer partly, but fully known and loved For faith, hope, and love abide And the greatest one is love A man was sent from God, whose name was John. He came to testify to the light, to prepare a people fit for the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Hello everyone. We've come together on this very special feast of the Nativity of John the Baptist. And so, brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Have mercy on us, O Lord, for we have sinned against you. Show us, O Lord, your mercy and grant us your salvation. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good Receive our prayer. You 
are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Let us pray. O God, who raised up St. John the Baptist to make ready a nation fit for Christ the Lord, give your people, we pray, the grace of spiritual joys and direct the hearts of all the faithful into the way of salvation and peace. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 49, verses 1 to 6. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. And the Lord said to me, You are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have laboured in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet surely my cause is with the Lord, and my reward with my God. And now the Lord says, who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him, for I am honoured in the sight of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, It is too small a thing that you should be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob, and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. The Word of the Lord I praise you, for I am wonderfully made. O Lord, you search me and you know me. You know my resting and my rising. You discern my purpose from afar. You mark when I walk or lie down, all my ways lie open to you. For it was you who created my being, knit me together in my mother's womb. I thank you for the wonder of my being, for the wonders of all your creation. Already you knew my soul, my body held no secret from you. When I was being fashioned in secret and moulded in the depths of the earth. I praise you, for I am wonderfully made. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 13, verses 22 to 26. 
In those days, Paul said, God made David king of our ancestors. In his testimony about him, God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, to be a man after my heart, who will carry out all my wishes. Of this man's posterity, God has brought to Israel a saviour, Jesus, as he promised. Before his coming, John had already proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing his work, he said, What do you suppose that I am? I am not he. No, but one is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of the sandals on his feet. You descendants of Abraham's family, and others who fear God, to us the message of this salvation has been sent. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. You, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. You will go before the Lord to prepare his way. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 1, verses 57 to 66 and 80. The time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. Her neighbours and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. On the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him Zachariah after his father. But his mother said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, None of your relatives has this name. Then they began motioning to his father to find out what name he wanted to give him. He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And all of them were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue freed, and he began to speak, praising God. Fear came over all their neighbours, and all these things were talked about throughout the entire hill country of Judea. All who heard them pondered them and said, What then will this child become? For indeed the hand of the Lord was with him. The child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day he appeared publicly to Israel. The Gospel of the Lord At every Mass, as the sacred host and chalice are raised up high at the end of the Eucharistic prayer, we hear the ancient words, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. We proclaim the words first announced by the great prophet John the Baptist. On this, his feast day, the birth of John the Baptist, we also know what this means. It's only six months until Christmas. It's hard to believe, isn't it? This year is speeding along, but this feast of the birth of John the Baptist reminds us to stop and reflect upon the hidden graces that God is preparing for us. 
John was born six months before our Lord, and so the feast of John's birth is placed exactly six months prior to Christmas, and the feast of the Annunciation is placed exactly three months prior to that, so as to align with the Gospel account of Luke. John is one of those significant figures in the Gospel, and he's one of the select few who has more than one feast day in the church calendar year. He has a feast and a vigil, no less, for his birth, which we celebrate today. He has a feast day for his martyrdom, which also has a vigil mass. He is important because of his role in preparing for the coming of the Messiah and his call to repent, to turn back to God, to make a profound change of heart towards God and God's values, the values of the kingdom, turning away from selfishness and towards God. John also is an inspiring example of a prophet who refused to water down his message for the sake of popularity, and he unswervingly proclaimed the challenging message of God, often to stubborn resistance. John the Baptist is an ongoing sign of the ageless consistency of God's word. God's law and God's values do not bend to the trends and fads of the times. Our Lord said himself of John the Baptist, What did you go out to see in the wilderness? A reed bending in the wind? No. John was not a pushover on the values and message of God. No trendy sellouts or watered-down messages here with John. Today's feast is primarily, as all feasts are, about God's faithfulness and graciousness and the unfolding of God's plan in and through the generous hopes and dreams of God's faithful followers, Mary and Elizabeth, and eventually Zechariah. They all believed and trusted in what God was doing in their lives and cooperated fully. I like John the Baptist a lot. He's one of my co-patron saints along with St. Paul, of course, and John the Beloved Disciple. I like the fact that I was born on the eve of the birth of John the Baptist, on the vigil of the feast of John the Baptist. On a personal note, it's nice to have his feast day coinciding on this wonderful weekend, which is my 50th birthday. I give thanks to God for God's many blessings. Interestingly, if we look at the results of the five yearly census, the 2016 Australian census showed that 22% of the population identify as being Catholic, which is down from 30% in 2011. And the total percentage of people identifying as Christians, including Catholics, is 52% of the population of Australia. The percentage of people who identify as having no religion is now 30%, up from 22% in the 2011 census. Although this is not always clear if this means that they don't believe in God, or rather just don't identify with a particular religious tradition. Too often we hear various commentators saying things like the church should stay out of politics or why are governments listening to Christian churches? Why are Christian churches exerting such an influence in politics in a largely secular nation? But as you can see, with 52% of the population identifying with a Christian religion, why not? The Christian perspective is still significant. 
However, in any case, this weekend's feast day is always helpful to remember the message of John the Baptist. John the Baptist reminds us that it is not about numbers and majorities. Even if a minority raises objections about something that is wrong and unjust, their voice is very important. And even if a majority of people declare something to be so, it does not mean it is right or good. The example of the prophets from of old is that all that matters is one voice, one true voice speaking God's message, a single lone voice crying out in the wilderness is certainly worth listening to. John the Baptist was willing to pay the ultimate price for standing up for those values. Even if the majority is off chasing fads, the voice in the wilderness, voices like John the Baptist, still speak the truth without fear or favour. John prepared the way for the Lord. He also fearlessly spoke of the values of the kingdom without compromise. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. On this solemn feast of St. John the Baptist, let us pray especially that our loving service may help turn wounded people toward the Lord of love. For the leaders of the church, that they may do all in their power to respond to our world's deepest needs. Lord, hear us for parents and guardians, that they may give their children a solid base of love and trust on which to grow and develop. Lord, hear us. For those who care for the disabled, that their generous service may be a source of courage, love and hope. Lord, hear us. For those who cannot speak, for those who cannot hear, for those who cannot see, that they may have patience and strength to develop their particular gifts to the fullest and be an inspiration of God's way of communicating to us in many ways. Lord, hear us.
for those celebrating birthdays and special celebrations at this time, that we give thanks for the many blessings God has given us through life and love. And I particularly on this 50th anniversary of my birth also give thanks to God for many blessings, for my wonderful parents and for all who have been wonderful, loving inspiration. Lord, hear us. For those who are in ill health, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For all who have died, that they may now enjoy the glory of eternal life. Lord, hear us. God, light of all nations, we ask you to hear our prayers and give strength to those you have called to prepare the way for the Lord, so that your salvation may reach the ends of the earth. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. We place these offerings on your altar, O Lord, to celebrate with fitting honour the nativity of him who both foretold the coming of the world's Saviour and pointed him out when he came, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In his precursor, St. John the Baptist, we praise your great glory, for you consecrated him for a singular honour among those born of women. His birth brought great rejoicing. Even in the womb he leapt for joy at the coming of human salvation. He alone of all the prophets pointed out the Lamb of Redemption, and to make holy the flowing waters, he baptised the very author of baptism, and was privileged to bear him supreme witness by the shedding of his blood. And so with the powers of heaven we worship you constantly on earth, and before your majesty without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace.
through the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will visit us. Let us pray. Having feasted at the banquet of the heavenly Lamb, we pray, O Lord, that finding joy in the nativity of St. John the Baptist, your church may know as the author of her rebirth, the Christ, whose coming John foretold, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts used in this program are for the purposes of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. Prayers and chants are taken from the English translation of the Roman Missal, edition 3, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. Scriptures are from the New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the National Council of Churches of Christ, USA, with adaptations to conform with Catholic liturgical norms. The Psalms, a new translation, copyright 1963, the Grail, England, published by Collins. Mass in honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, published 2011, composed and sung by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring the Gloria. See www.ccwatershed.org forward slash Charbonnel, C-H-A-B-A-N-E-L forward slash. Copyright 2018, Corpus Christi Watershed. Prayers of the Faithful are adapted from Robert Borg's 1993 book, Together We Pray, published in Sydney, Australia by E.J. DeWire, out of print. Faith, Hope and Love theme, words based on 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, set to original music by Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au. Contact us at paulwkelly68 at gmail.com. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless you and keep you.